Welcome everybody to another episode of the Maze of Thoughts. We are back. It's another weekend. It's the 6th of October. And here we go recording another episode for the Maze of Thoughts. Don't leave your thoughts incarcerated within your mind. Let them out. Let them roam free. Expand the knowledge and the wisdom of others by transforming your thoughts into words. Let your thoughts find their own path through the maze. The maze of thoughts. I am Apollyon, and with me is Miss Namer. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be back. This is going to be Alrighty then. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I am excited because it's October, and that means there's fall weather, and all of my favorite things to do happen in this month. <laughs> I wish. And there's also Dice. Hello, Dice. Hello. Hi. Okay, so before we start the podcast, allow us to inform us on our social media presence. If you'd like to interact with us, comment on our episodes, or just chat with us, our Twitter is at MazePodcast. Our Facebook can be found at facebook.com slash mazeofthoughtspodcast. You can pretty much do the exact same thing as you do on Twitter. For direct interaction with us and cool extras as we like to share music, news, videos, and such, join our Discord at discord.me slash motpodcast. That's discord.me slash motpodcast. Plus, if you are into video games or just want to socialize, you can use the voice channels as well. Oh, and you're also eligible to participate in our episodes. That's right. For pictures and promotional content, check our Instagram at instagram.com slash mazeofthoughtspodcast. And at last, for, and at last but not least, to support us directly, you can give our Patreon a look at patreon.com slash mazeofthoughts, where you can be subscribed to it for a monthly fee and get some exclusive content in there, such as bloopers, extra bits that are not in the final podcast, among others. So take your preferred form of social networking and come say hi to us. We do not bite much, I think. I'm only responsible for myself, honestly. Anyways, moving on. How are you doing, guys? Let's, uh, today's going to be an episode of us chatting. So typically what we do, as you guys should know by this point, we typically have topics to talk about. Today we're just going to be chatting to each other, and it's going to be a more, um, you know, home sort of deal, right? So how is everybody doing? Doing fine, doing fine. Like I said, fall is my favorite time of year, so I'm just enjoying the weather. Okay, so about that. that that's a good conversation fall is the first is your favorite weather uh fall apparently there's no fall for me oh uh God. it's been incredibly hot uh during the afternoons and uh you know it's it's completely dry there has been no rain whatsoever and i would love some rain please just rain uh, oh. for once oh i can't imagine that that actually hurts my feelings because i wait all year round just for the weather to get to around like 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. Oh, it's such a beautiful feeling. You can go outside without, with long sleeves on or sweaters without real jackets and you can wear jeans again. 
and oh, you get to see all the color changing of the leaves, and oh, it's such a magical feeling. Well, I mean, I hate I hate trees without leaves. Honestly, <laughs> I, hate, I hate I just hate the look on all like brown uh leaves just falling all over the place and it's like no i don't like that i like the green of nature i like spring a lot <sighs> spring well the funny thing is um apparently in the u.s right now at least on the east coast we don't get all four seasons anymore or we're starting to not it go jumps from winter straight to summer so it's very rare that we get either spring spring or fall weather which is very frustrating because again fall is my favorite season i don't want too hot i don't want too cold just give me that comfortable awesome weather that is spring that is literally spring yes of course it is spring has rain or a lot of rain it's the rain's great what do you mean that's again one of the things that i loved about england and okay yeah it is very depressive over there like literally like the skies are always gray and the sun barely comes out but once it comes out it's very very good like it's a very happy moment and one of the things that i loved about england when i was there is the fact that i could literally just like smell that rain and smell that watery you know stench from outside and it's not a bad stench it's like it's i like it it's it's like the stench of of nature and it's like you know the water going back up and stuff like that and i like it i really like it and it's always green and where (laughs) i live where i live because of summer and everything it's like it's always like yellow and, and and just like dried nature it's like (laughs) it's just no uh all right we can agree to disagree then we're on opposite ends of the spectrum you are a spring guy and i'm a fall lady but it's my time to shine dang it yeah i mean i guess i guess (laughs) but again however listen Anyways, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. See, the thing is, in my town where I live, they barely fucking keep any trees up anyways, you know, at least like around the streets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's whatever. I don't like it. I, I prefer, I really like when there's like tr- uh, streets with trees, with nature, with uh, plants around. And that's what I like. I don't like having just concrete all over the place. I don't, I hate that. It's like, dude, we need to be a little bit more with nature. Like the fact that, okay, there is nature literally surrounding this whole area where I live, right? It's just like, if I go outside of here, there's no more civilization for like a few kilometers or a few miles, but it's literally all nature around. But it is not inside of the town. Like, you need to keep civilization and nature together. It's like just concrete all over the place makes it look horrible. I mean, I completely understand that. I grew up mainly, um, well, I spent a lot of time either in the city or in the country. So I'm used to being surrounded by trees at least part of the year. And then most of the year, I'm just in the middle of a city. So kind of like it's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So basically, here's the deal. I've seen 
people live stream in America and they go through parks and stuff like that. And it's like, it's awesome. Like you have all of these parks and all these things. And it's like, it's really good. It's like, it looks awesome. It's like really big parks and stuff like that. Over here, we don't really have that stuff. And I've seen people talk about that. This could be a, an interesting topic as well. But I've seen people talk about like, uh, the US and, and the EU and I guess one one of the things that EU doesn't have that the US has but it's mainly because of the fact that yeah truly the EU is just like built upon history and basically went from there when the US was basically like a modern country it's literally a modern country so you basically had the experience from EU and then you built America but yeah basically like one of the things that America has is a lot of convenience. There's a lot of stores all over the place, in my opinion, I think. And basically, there's a lot of, like, open areas, open roads. Like, the roads are wide and you have a lot of space. At least from what I've seen. I don't think I've seen, like, those really narrow roads that barely one car can fit through. But, I don't know. Basically, yeah, EU has a lot of narrow roads and has a lot of, like really like tiny spaces for you to fit through um but what's your opinion on that so if you come to philadelphia since philadelphia uh in pennsylvania is a historic city a lot of the time um there's a specific area called like the old city literally the old city area and they still have mm. like cobblestone roads and really tiny narrow alleyway type streets so they try to preserve the uh, colonial era style architecture and just kind of give you that feel that you're stepping back in time. Um, so it really depends mm. on where you go. Also in like South Philadelphia area, they're notorious for having really narrow, tiny streets that only one car can fit down. So it's a pain in the butt if you have a larger car finding parking and just maneuvering. It's, uh, but if, you know, main streets are normally huge, like with multiple lanes and, uh, going two ways, most likely. So it really depends yeah. on where you go. So I guess it not only depends on where you go, but also depends on when the cities were built, I guess. Yeah. Like some cities, I'm going to stick with Philadelphia because that's the one I know the best, but in Philly, um, the tourist attraction is the old city area. Like, people come because they want to see where, essentially, America was established. The home of the Liberty Bell and all that. Mm hmm So, yeah, if it's part of a tourist attraction, they're going to maintain it as much as possible. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay, so, again, October, fall for you, and you love it. And also, I assume that you also... I don't assume, I know that you love it. Halloween! Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Halloween on this episode. And this episode, again, we don't have any topics today. We're just going to be making conversation. This is just a general podcast of us having a conversation. We haven't had these in a while, but we're just going to have this one today. Also, for those of you who might be listening to this right now, there is supposed to be a guest with us in about 30 minutes. So if you would be interested in that, stick around to us listening to the podcast. And I can guarantee you that you all, also we're going to have some interesting conversations here for the Halloweenies, okay? So basically, I... Okay, we don't really celebrate Halloween that, like, badly in 
Portugal or the EU for that matter that I know of. I again, I don't. I, I never really search for anything that says like, "Oh, this country really celebrates Halloween" or something like that. But from what I know, from my knowledge, basically America is the one that like does it to another level. Like you literally, you decorate everything, streets, houses, and you get kids going all over the place, going around asking for candy and such things like that. Uh, over here, I mean, I I guess there are some kids that go around asking for candy, but no, no one really cares. It's it's like they they basically just like knock on the door and like maybe someone comes by and yes, like an old lady, yes, and basically the kids <laughs> trick or treat, and, and the old lady just runs to the kitchen trying to find a candy or some shit. <laughs> oh like, my god, <laughs> this is like, oh, it's so crazy to hear. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, and yeah, but I guess it's, it's like a, I don't know, maybe a modern culture thing, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly when um, Halloween became such a big deal in the United States, but it's it's huge here. Like, I love Halloween. Uh, unfortunately, there is a cutoff time for when you it's acceptable to go trick-or-treating. So normally I'll cheat by uh, my best friend and I will take her little sister to go trick-or-treating. So it gives me an excuse to dress up and get candy, too. <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no. Starting, I think, in like late September is when stores start selling Halloween decorations and having sales on giant bags of candy for people and decorations and all kinds of things. So you'll see ads on TV and um, like they'll start advertising haunted houses and scary attractions in late September. It's great. Oh, and I'm a huge Halloween buff if I haven't already mentioned it. I love going to haunted attractions. I love visiting like uh cemeteries and having the tours with historical scary stories i plan my halloween costumes months in advance it's it's a big deal like this is basically my christmas mm -hmm. well over here what we do well obviously like uh, lounges bars clubs Stuff like that, they will obviously like host an Halloween event because that's some money that comes in because everybody wants to celebrate Halloween because it's popular artists to be, oh, that's cool, let's do it. So basically, yeah, there's a lot of people that go to the bar because uh, honestly, there's at the time, there's like only one bar in this fucking town. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they go there. Oh my they have God. to go there. There's. Yes, yes. There used to be like two or maybe three bars at some point, but then they just closed because only one was getting most of the attention, and that's the one that was kept. But basically, yeah, they host like, it's just like a, a typical like rural event for Halloween. It's like a bunch of people poorly dressed for Halloween. Some of them do it pretty nicely. Most of them really don't care. They just go there to get a few drinks and listen to some music and then go back home. And that's pretty much it. There's not much uh -huh. more to it. Oh, my God. So I was mentioning um, outside of the podcast how my friends and I are getting together this year. We went last year, but now we're going again this year to this event called the Henry David Halloween Ball. And this year is the 50th anniversary of the ball itself. It's basically a drag ball because people who come mm. are just decked 
out like crazy. You'll see the most elaborate costumes. And then they have a Halloween costume contest at midnight for like the most convincing woman, the most convincing couple, the most like it gives you different categories. And oh, I wish I could show everyone the pictures that I got from last year because they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like I went as a an elf queen. And here I'm thinking, you know, I did a really good job with the prosthetic ears and the contacts and the medieval dress and all that. No, these people showed me up like crazy. I'm like, well, fine, damn, I guess I need to step my game up. Shit. They were fucking fantastic. And I'm looking forward to it again this year. It's a big deal. But how is that scary? It's Some of them were scary. I mean, it depends on what you want. So most people use Halloween as an excuse to dress how you normally wouldn't. So like, you know, people who are- Yes. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that what it's supposed to be? Like You're scary in stuff? Yeah, because like historically, Halloween costumes are supposed to disguise you from like spirits that cross over um, into the witching hour. So you're supposed to hide, essentially hide yourself from them so that they don't like harass you and stuff like that. And it works. Yeah. Like this year I'm going as Captain Hook. Nobody's going to recognize me. They're not going to know who the heck I am. And it's going to be great. Wait, what? Are, are we getting into this? Are we getting into a spiritual versus reality conversation? <laughs> no, I mean, that's the basis of Halloween. Like Halloween is supposed to be All Hallows Eve. And it's like a pagan festival celebrating um, fall. But also it has roots in like superstition in that on Halloween, it's when spirits can cross over into the world of the living and like demons are more powerful and things like that. So the point of wearing costumes was to disguise yourself from the demons because and mm. the monsters. And then trick-or-treating. Mm -hmm. what, what? For women, a lot of women, it's just dressing up like a slut. Well, I mean, yes, that is, I am vehemently against that. And you probably know why, but... <clears throat> Yeah, you're supposed to be, you know, scary and somewhat different looking than you normally are. Not an excuse to let your hoe out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean, I don't dislike it. Honestly, I don't dislike it. I, I, I know you dude. don't. I know you don't. But I don't agree with it. I can't I can like things that I don't agree with, I think. I think I'm allowed for that. Anyways, uh, yeah, but see, the thing is, it's just like, it's, it's interesting, the difference of cultures and the difference of how people celebrate different things. Uh, basically, I don't know, I assume for other holidays, you also do like crazy stuff. Like, for for example, for Christmas, I know we're getting a little bit overhead, over our heads here, but for Christmas, like, what do you typically do? Like, you, again, like, when I watch movies from American Christmas family type deal of movies... When I watch these, it's like the whole street decorated, and then there's the whole house is decorated with snowmen on top of it, and, and lights all over the place, and things like that. So you, you go a little bit, like, too hard on it, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it depends on, again, it just depends on what you get out of Christmas. Like, for me, I enjoy just the holiday festivities and basically the hallmarky uh, appeal of it all yes um i don't own a home i live in my family's home and we don't go all out like that like we'll decorate our front window with like christmas lights and maybe a tiny little 
snowman thing and something just just to show people from the outside yeah we celebrate but that's about mm-hmm. it whereas there will be people in like suburban era areas that have like the fake snow if there's no real snow on the ground and they'll have these big old reindeer decorations and lights all over their house and it becomes kind of like a a competition within that neighborhood for whose house can be the most well decorated and well lit and it's funny like it's a joke <laughs> a lot of the time because people are like oh yeah did you see the johnson's house last year you know they had the best house in the neighborhood and there's like but this year we're gonna win we're gonna win because we got that super win <laughs> <What>? machine <laughs> everything is a competition with humanity holy shit <laughs> pretty much why I mean, though it's just, some people also get really freaking into it where they'll host parties um, to see, you know, Halloween parties all the entire month where people will come and they'll bake different things. And it's, it really just depends on the individual and how they want to represent it. My family. But you see, mm-hmm, that is literally, there's a video by this individual, Okay, that I watched, I think it was last Christmas that I watched this video. No, uh, two Christmas ago, 2016, yes. And I watched the video, and it's a video, it's it's a very simplistic video, but it's very well made that I watched on Facebook. And basically, he exp- at first he explains, like, why Christmas is not necessarily such a good thing. Like, its origins are not as happy and jolly as we might think they are. And then... It also explains that we just overdo it. Like we could have, we could celebrate it as families and as humans together with each other. But what he just said to me in, in, in these competitions between houses, it's just such a waste of money for a small little holiday, for a small little chunk of the year, right? It's so many, it's so much money wasted, and he literally put up like a chart at the end of uh, the video saying that America only, just America alone, if they didn't spend as much money in in Christmas as they do, they could feed the countries that are starving. <laughs> Wait, on that same note, are you familiar with Black Friday? Uh, yes, and I think it's uh, stupid. Oh my. So that ties into the Christmas consumer mentality. It scares me. I don't participate in Black Friday physically anymore. Like I wait till Cyber Monday to do <laughs> all my Christmas shopping for friends and family because it got out of control. Like by the time I was old enough to go shopping by myself, um, first of all, I'm not getting up at the crack of dawn. On a, on a Friday. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. Just to go into a store with mobs of people for prices that really aren't discounted to begin with and fight yeah. for little <laughs> dumb things. Like, people get crazy and I don't have time for it. Like, if some lady decides she wants to snatch something out of my hands, this could be a fight. And that's what happens because people are so hyper and crazy for these so-called deals that they're willing to hurt one another. And I'm like, so today you're beating the crap out of someone to get like a toy for your kid. And then the mm-hmm. next like week you're like, oh, peace on earth and joy to everyone I meet. You just like killed this person. Stop. <laughs> but like as an American, what's the origin of this, this Black Friday? I, I, I never oh, understood it. 
to be like honest, it happens all across the world actually there's it happens here it happens here in portugal as well <sighs> it, it's not called black friday but it's called like something else i don't i don't even know but it's it's literally what you said there are pictures of the little tags the price tags on the shelves and stuff that just like if you take one if you take the one that's on the outside there's literally the original price tag in there and it shows the the actual price that things are selling for so basically what they do is they make things ex more expensive on that on this particular day and they say hey 50% off well no it's not 50% off it's the exact same price as it was like the last week but you're just stupid enough that you see 50% off and you're gonna take it thinking that it's actual 50% off But right, how, so how does this like how did this whole thing happen I, I'm actually okay. legitimately interested so I just found an article from the History Channel that describes what's the real history of Black Friday so basically the first recorded use of the term Black Friday was applied not to the holiday shopping but a financial crisis specifically the the crash of the US gold market on September 24th 1869 two notoriously ruthless Wall Street financiers Jay gold and Jim Fisk worked together to buy up as much as they could of the nation's gold, hoping to drive the price sky high and sell it for astonishing profits. On, the Friday, on that Friday in September, the conspiracy finally unraveled, sending the stock market into a freefall and bankrupting everyone from Wall Street barons to farmers. So the most commonly repeated story behind the post-Thanksgiving shopping-related Black Friday tradition links it to the retailers. As the story goes, after an entire year of operating at a loss, or in the red, stores would supposedly earn a profit, went into black on the day after Thanksgiving because holiday shoppers blew so much money on discounted merchandise. Though it's true the retail companies used to record losses in red and profits, losses in red and profits in black when doing their accounting, the version of Black Friday's origin is the officially sanctioned but inaccurate story behind the tradition. <laughs> So, like, there's mm -hmm. different myths that came about where it's, like, uh, there's a myth that surfaced with an ugly twist on the tradition claiming that <laughs> back in the 1800s, southern plantation owners could buy slaves at a discount on the day after Thanksgiving. Though this version of Black Friday's roots has understandably led to some to call for a boycott, boycott of the retail holiday, it has no basis in fact. I've actually heard that and I was like, really? That's, that's what we're doing? Uh, back okay, in so, mm -hmm. it's just it, it's just like capitalization by means of ignorance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's but that, that's so dumb. Like when I when I, like when you see these pictures of people like pulling out uh, the little price tag that's on the exterior, or not not in the exterior, the, the like closer to the the little plastic thing and when you get this and you get the actual price of the things and you see that that specific black friday price tag is just arranged to basically have like it's double the price but they say it's 50 off so it's it's the same price all along but people buy this stuff people buy into this like humanity what's wrong with you what would happen to you Where's your brain cells? Where, where did your cogs can't like, you know, did they, they stop working or something? Like, what's going on with you? I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. Like, what's happening? You know, it's like what? How can you be this stupid, this naive? Like, it's not that hard to figure it out. 
It's, it's after all, it's businesses. Every time a business can make a lot of money with ignorance from people, they will always do it. it like, listen, the whole deal, oh, the customer first, yada, yada. They don't care about that shit. They don't give a fuck about that. They don't care about you. They don't give a fuck if you die or not. And I'm being very blatant here. They don't give a fuck whether you die or live or whatever the fuck. You know what they care about? The money that you fucking give them. That's what they care about. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Like, this is one of the reasons why I'm just kind of like, I I really want to forego that altogether. And I'm just, uh, but I can't, unfortunately, because it's such a deeply entrenched um, assumption in a lot of our cultures, like my family enjoys celebrating Christmas, some for different reasons, but I enjoy the act of gift giving. Um, so it's something that I do. I go out and I pick gifts specifically for people and I love giving them to them, but I also hate how much money I spend. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those weird catch 22s. Okay. About that, about the gifts, there's nothing wrong with, with giving gifts, but again, if we were not molded by this sort of formatting that, that has been around for many, many, many years now about, oh, let's go off and spend a shit ton of money to give gifts to somebody. Here's the deal about the gifts. Okay, I get it. I understand that you like to pick up gifts for people and stuff like that, and you like giving it to them. And, you know, once they open it up, they might have a great smile, like, one year to the other year, and it's like, oh my, and you feel, you feel completely filled with joy, and you love yourself at that point, because you just made them smile so much, and you make them so happy. But in, in two, three, four, a month's time, they don't care about the gift anymore. They've gotten bored of it. They want something new, they want something more, they want something better, and it's like, why do we keep giving this idea? Why do we keep formatting our society into this? Why not try to make it so that we let's make our own gifts? You know, let's 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 try and it's 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 too late for that. It, it, I'll admit that it's just way too late for that. Kids will never. Kids will want the latest iPhone. Kids will want the latest fucking computer. Kids will want the latest console. That's just how it is. I was a kid myself. I know how it was. I know how it is. I wanted the fucking latest console. Every every fucking Christmas, I wanted the last PlayStation to come out. I wanted the last computer to come out. I wanted the fucking best games in the market. So, but, like, a few months into it, I was bored with it. I was like, I want something else. Give me something else. So it's like, you know, <laughs> why, why, are, why do we keep on giving these, the, 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 like, I don't know, I don't know. But it, it is, it is... It is market, and it is the capitalization of everything, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's supposedly that's how countries are run, is through their economy and making sure that, you know, there's a constant influx of consumer goods. And it's it's really weird and kind of sad at the same time, because I really think we would benefit from, like you said, making our own gifts and kind of giving things to people just for the sake of it, not necessarily because it's a holiday that sanctions these kinds of acts. <sighs> but Just the presence of each other on these holidays should be more than enough. 
Oh, yeah. That's what I think, too. I mean, obviously, if you know someone needs something and you gift it to them, like, hey, you know, I saw that you've got some holes in your socks. It's cold outside. Here, I got you some socks. Be happy. Like, that's nice. And that's kind that's of what, different, though. Yeah, like, that's I, different. That's I like that's <laughs> that's being nice. And it's, it's nothing too expensive. So, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah, like I'm a practical gift giver. If I try to pay attention to see what people want or need, and that's oh, the gift okay. that I give you. So you're so. not that type of person that just goes, oh, the latest Xbox game out? Let's go get it. Let's buy the kids love yeah, and no. give the... Okay, good. Uh-uh. Good. No, you get what you need or you get what, what you've earned. <laughs> so if you've get, been getting really good grades, heck yeah, I'm going to get you the thing you asked for because you need to be rewarded for you know doing good things. I'm not going to reward mm. bad behavior. That's one thing about Christmas that I like <laughs> is that um, many times that story about Santa Claus giving kids coal does kind of like whip them into shape to some degree where they're like, yeah, I got to be really good so I can get what I want. And I don't want coal in my stocking because what can I do with coal? <laughs> about the deal that you just mentioned, if you earn something, I'm going to give you what I what you want. That is a bad way to raise a child. Wait, Let why? Let me tell you that much. Because you should not give people what they want just because they went good or something or, you know, whatever. So, what you should give when people, you know, as a reward is what do you want to give them, basically? What do we, keep the thing of what, what do I need or what do they need? And, and give them that. Listen, I, when I was in school and I did good, I asked for shit and I got it. And and did it do anything? No, it didn't do shit. It, it was completely fucking worthless. <laughs> I would cry for it as the kid I was, because that's what kids do. They will fucking cry their fucking eyes out and until you give whatever they want. Oh, but no, no, no. I don't reward bratty behavior. I'm sorry. I do not No, but you it. said that you will if 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 you behave good and if you get good grades and shit like that, uh, you give them whatever they want. Oh, not like whatever they want, but something that'll reinforce that positive behavior. Like if I know this kid's been working their butt off to make sure that they pass their class and it's been something that's really hard for them and they've been putting aside like making sure to put in the work and the effort to get that good grade instead of like maybe i don't know playing a video game that all their friends are playing then i'll do it because i'm like you know what you worked really hard for this and you sacrificed a lot you deserve to have what you want in that time like you've put forth that effort and time i think it should be rewarded mm, i think it should be rewarded not what they want and i i, I get it you said that not whatever they want but again sometimes whatever they want is what it's given to them and they just take things for granted that's the problem they just take things for granted and yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, not good it's no it's not i agree like i don't think kids should get everything all the time sometimes you do have to deal with hardship and sometimes i feel really bad for kids or parents rather that don't have it because of their job doesn't make enough money or they just had an un uh, unexpected finance, like maybe something broke in the house and they needed to fix it. And that money that they were putting aside to get their kid what they wanted, they couldn't because, you know, the house comes first. That is when I feel bad because kids don't understand what it is to have an income or responsibilities. They just know that they want what they want. 
So, I mean, it's, it's a good life lesson. Like I wouldn't tell my kid, yeah, I'm struggling this month. I can't get you what you want, but I'm saying, you know, sometimes we just don't get what we want in life, but if we're patient exactly. and we work hard, there's a possibility that we can in the future. And like, depending on how they take that information, like that's how I'll base it off of. Cause I enjoy like helping and making sure that pe people and children are happy, but I want them to learn from it too. Like build some character. You see, another thing is nowadays parents keep giving their kids these consoles, these computers, top-notch fucking computers. I, there's there's twelve-year-olds and thirteen-year-olds with computers that are ten, twenty times better than mine, and they've never done shit in their life other than cry and eat and sleep and shit themselves, right? And this is just mind-boggling to me. This is just mind-boggling. Also, you know, technology evolved quite a lot in the last 10 years. But anyway, so basically, that's that's interesting. But also, like, I don't know, it, it, just, it, it, it boggles my mind. It literally boggles my mind because, listen, parents, you're giving your kids away. You are giving your kids away into the world of the Internet, and you're giving your kids away into a world where they don't need you. They have games, and they don't care about you anymore. If you like, I didn't. I was always stuck playing. I mean, at some point in life when I started playing World of Warcraft mostly, but before that, I was always outside. I remember when I started playing World of Warcraft, people like treated me like, whoa, no way, he's back. Wow, he's still alive and shit. <laughs> because I was playing a lot of World of Warcraft. It's like, it's, it's a meme, you know, Blizzard steals your life. <laughs> Yes, yes, it right. does. But um, I wasn't doing it like I wasn't doing like completely 24 seven at home playing the game. I was having fun with my neighbor, which lived right across the street. And many times we would just be in game playing with each other. And hey, dude, you want to go smoke uh, on the street? And like, yeah. And you want to go have a coffee, and we would go to the cafe, have a coffee. And we would go uh, to the middle of the street, just like, you know, have a smoke or some shit. So I was, yeah, I was playing a video game a lot, but I was still interacting with my neighbor, which was right across the street. But anyway, important. so the, the thing is, but now the, the, the difference is, at the time, we were limited as fuck. Like, I was using a fucking modem. A 56k modem for my internet, so it's nothing like nowadays. Nowadays you can spend, because at the time even just playing World of Warcraft or some other games, you had to pay attention to your upload because you were limited even by that. You weren't, you're, there was no unlimited traffic or anything like that, so you were very limited. And I remember like. Just because I downloaded like a, a 400 megabyte movie, which nowadays it's unthinkable. Boom, like a hundred euros extra on the fucking internet bill. It's like, whoa, dude, it's crazy. Oh so, God. yeah, it was very, very limited. And nowadays, because of the ease that the whole world has and, and the internet and technology and these things. Listen, parents, you will lose your kids to the internet. Pay attention to them. Even if you don't give a fuck about games, try to understand a little bit about the games and try to play with them and try to be more with them. 
because then they will see you differently. This is my opinion, at least. This is if I was raising a kid, I would literally try to like grow up with the kid because I already grew up. I know how it is and I'm already grown up, but I would try to grow up with the kid, try to understand what's going on with their like you know, their environment, the school and shit like that, try to help them out with, with school and also involved with games. Hell, I would love to fucking bit my own kid in games. It would be fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> there you go, kiddo. Who's the best? <laughs> oh my God. I just imagine you playing with your kid. Like you're playing Overwatch in two different rooms and you both have headsets on. And he's Oof. like, He's like, Dad, no, you're not supposed to nuke them yet. We gotta wait. He's like, yeah, shut up. I play the way I play. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't just say that. I'd be, Listen, motherfucker, here's the reason why I did this. It's because they're <laughs> over there and they're over there. So we need to act upon right now before we die all fucking together and we lose the fucking point. You goddamn idiot. That's probably <laughs> how I would the act. Point. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. My God. That's why I don't. That's why I don't voice chat in Overwatch anymore. That's why I bought a, a second account for Overwatch specifically for that. I want to play DPS and DPS only. And I've gotten to basically almost diamond. I've gotten to almost diamond with my main account. Oh. Uh, or no, hold on. With my alternative account, I've gotten almost to diamond, which is where my main account is playing flexible. So playing tanks, healers, and DPS if need be. So I'm, this basically just says, you know what, dude, you are a good DPS, or you are decent DPS, and you are as good DPS as you are a good tank or a good healer, because your main account is in that rank, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes, you, it doesn't matter how good you are, teams are just impossible to carry. And it's just like, it, we have, we've had this conversation before, where basically it's 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 the right thing to do for the enemy team of course it is absolutely as if you are doing so good and if you are literally the one that's like you know carrying your team obviously you need to be focused down and you need to be put down obviously that's normal however <laughs> however if if this is the case which is often what it what happens i start off the game very strongly with gold the medals all all over the place and then the enemy team starts focusing me down your team needs to support you and help you to achieve you know so that you can do what you do it's like but if you see grandmaster games and master games and top 500 games you will see that this happens a lot like all the time but with platinum games and gold games and diamond games, this doesn't happen. It's like if you are playing DPS good, right? It's like, okay, if, if you're not known, if you're not someone recognized from streams or, or professional player or something like that, it's like if you play DPS better than someone else, it's like, dude, I'm not going to help you fucking deal with your shit by yourself, motherfucker, because I'm like, I want to be a good DPS too, so fuck you, idiot. You know, like people don't help each other. They just fucking bring each other down. Uh, that's why a lot of these games online are just like, eh. so my kid probably wouldn't be playing online games until they're like 16 because all the stuff you see on there is just obnoxious. It's like, no, just stop, play a game, be nice and just do your own work. <laughs> it's pure toxicity, basically. Exactly. It's not a... It's not a very good environment to cultivate 
camaraderie and just respect for a sport or anything. So I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a good, good, good call there with the sport deal. That's the thing. I think a lot of these kids, like, they, they start playing games because, like, society has been molded by this at this point. Like, esports is is a thing. It has been established. It's no longer, like, a, laugh, a laughable matter. It used to be, like, I remember four or five years ago laughing at esports. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Professional CSGO players? A cough. Get out of here. And now I see that they're established players and are actually making a living off of that shit. And... It's it's a lot more money than you probably would expect. There's a video, there's a video on I saw this video on Reddit, but it's a video that is, has been posted on YouTube by a live streamer on Twitch that averages a ten uh, averages ten thousand viewers on his stream, and he talks about how much money he makes, and basically he makes each month twenty thousand dollars just by sitting in front of a camera and playing video games and talking to a microphone. $20,000. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yep. I wish. I wish. And I value, I actually value what he did because he literally exposed how much money streamers often make. It's not, it's nothing that I wasn't surprised with, honestly. Like, I knew it was around those values because you just have to, once you know that Twitch basically, so basically you pay, uh, for subscriptions, you pay Twitch five bucks a month and then if you are a regular streamer or a partner streamer you basically get 50 percent and twitch gets another 50 percent so you just have to calculate that it's two and a half dollars by let's say a thousand people and you just have to calculate this and it's two thousand and it's two thousand five hundred dollars right there and it's just that it's a lot of money for just like either playing games or talking in front of a camera or whatever right so Basically, he just like he he puts everything like there on the table. He says that he often makes from donations a month. He makes around four thousand dollars from subscriptions. He makes around I think it was like seventeen thousand dollars or something like that. Or uh, no, actually no, uh, thirteen thousand dollars or something. And then he also says that from sponsorships. Oh, and for advertising, he makes around like $8,000 a month or something, or 5000 And then from sponsorships, he says that he can make... So basically, sponsorships on Twitch is like when you play a game that the company pays you to play that game. So, for example, uh, let's say Electronic Arts just puts out the new Battlefield game. And they want the top tier streamers to play it for over, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people watching so that they advertise the game that way. So they pay, according to him, uh, sponsorships can go from $1,000 an hour to $10,000 an hour, depending on how big the streamer actually is. Oh, my God. That's like that's an actual job now. I'm convinced like that's a job market. I wouldn't call it a job. I would really? call it I mean, a hobby that pays money? very well. Oh, God. I mean, it's basically a job because of how time-consuming it is. Mm, it's not that time-consuming, honestly. Really? I mean, do you think you'd be able to hold uh, a 40-hour-a-week job and do streaming? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. But, okay, so here's the deal. Once, you, Okay, 
once you have everything set up for the, the, the most time consuming thing in my opinion for streaming is just setting up the things for you to go from then on right so basically uh, let's say you watched my stream the other night and basically mm -hmm. what I have is like a little like the overlays so basically I have an overlay for the stream starting which was provided by stream elements by the way I did not create that but basically the, there's a starting soon screen with a little timer for 10 minutes and then you have the talk screen which is basically like where the camera is um, bigger and do you have the chat to the side and then there's the in-game screen which is basically like a tiny camera big monitor or big screen for the game and basically there's the break screen and there's the um stream ended screen right so these overlays are provided by stream elements and other like if you are an established streamer at some point you should absolutely get one done for yourself that no one else could use and no one else has because it's it's exclusivity, uh, so it's it's your thing, it's your brand. At some point, you become a brand, your stream becomes a brand. So you need to like sort of uh, design things for your brand. So, but yeah, you you have the overlays that stream elements provide. If you are a small streamer and you don't you don't really have the means to get a designer or something to do your own like overlays. So, and then you just have to set up everything for like donations, for uh, followers, for all of that stuff, which by itself, the overlay already has set up. But if you want to be really like, hmm, I want to use, for example, I used a voiceover that I did that didn't get used for anything, was just an audition, and I used for my follower alerts and all my alerts. So it's like a theme there. But basically what I'm trying to say is the only thing that's very time consuming is the setting up of the stream. Once you have it all set up, it's just like press go live and, and go and play games and talk in front of a camera. That's pretty much it. And you end the stream and you're done. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think the hardest part is be becoming a well-known streamer. Um, yes. Like how, I guess you have to find what your niche is and then kind of expand on it to the point where you're marketing yourself to a larger fan base and you can grow your fans that way because apparently people latch on to certain things but i'm pretty sure there's like a marketing study somewhere or some kind of study that explains what makes certain streamers more popular than others okay so from what i've seen basically I'll give you the example of a few streamers that I know and I'll give you the example on or, or I'll tell you why I think they became popular. So there's Soda Poppin. He's probably if not the oldest um he's not the oldest Twitch streamer. I think the old like one of the oldest Twitch streamers is Trihacks. And basically, but Soda Poppin has been there since like Twitch started. Basically, so again, he's one of the oldest people in, in on Twitch because I think he used to stream for Justin.tv, which was uh, before Twitch. He was a live streaming platform for everything, basically. So basically, Soda Poppin started getting popularity due to the fact that he was a very good World of Warcraft player. Like he was incredibly good at player versus player and he was just like all over the place with that stuff. He was a very good druid, he was always winning duels, he was always winning arenas. So that gave him popularity due to the fact that he was good. 
Like he was a legit good player and people watched him due to the fact that they could probably learn, if, especially if they were druid players, they would learn how to play that class a little better because they would see their, you know, they would see his uh, UI and they would like, oh, he has this spells, this and this and this. Okay, I'm going to put the spells like him and they would try to replicate that. Then, for example, you have Tim the Tatman, who's, uh, I think he's also 27 or 28 years old. And basically, he's just, he's a loud individual with very good mic quality, so that's how we can be loud and people enjoy it. But basically, he's very loud, he's very obnoxious in a funny manner, and he's just all over the place. Like, when he's playing, when he used to play Overwatch, he was all over the place, and like, something happened, he would scream at his teammates and just be funny about it and stuff like that. And he's just like a very expressive individual so that people find that funny and people find that interesting so i guess that on that note i think he got very popular due to that fact right and then you have <laughs> another individual who's xqc who also plays overwatch and he's been playing overwatch professionally so basically he i remember i subscribed to, to uh, xqc a few like if, i think it was in 2016 and basically, he was averaging 400 to 500 subscriber, um, viewers on a regular basis. But then he started playing with Tim the Tatman, which kind of gave him a little bit of Tim the Tatman's viewer base. Because as you know, or if you don't know, I'll tell you, it's a lot of people, if they're watching two players in the same group, uh, who'd also live stream both of them they basically have like one monitor with one streamer and the other monitor with the other streamer and basically xqc started getting some exposure due to the fact that he played with tim the tatman and then once tim the tatman stopped playing overwatch on a regular basis because he was not happy with the seasons and how the game was being developed and stuff Basically, all the viewership that went from, or that went for Tim the Tatman, specifically for him playing Overwatch, they went to XQC, because that, that's literally who was playing for the most part with Tim the Tatman. So he gained a lot of viewership from this, and then basically he was an individual who played for the Overwatch League as well. He was a main tank for uh, the Overwatch League as well, for the Dallas Fuel team. And he had a lot of issues with, like, he was considered a racist, which he is not. He was just, like, using a... He was using a an emoji that's used on Twitch uh, with a seven, so it's kind of like a salute. <laughs> and so he was... Because oh, he was oh, saying... Oh, oh, oh. These... I know what you're talking about. I've seen it, and I'm like, the hell is that? It's a tryhard realized... seven. Yeah, I didn't realize it was such a controversial uh, emoji. It's controversial because people are stupid and they just, <laughs> they can't understand things. Okay. But basically, um, so he became popular due to the fact that Overwatch League was given him so many problems. And you have to, like, he was being talked in videos. Like, people were talking about him in videos, people were talking about him in magazines, people were talking about him in articles all over the place, all across you know, the internet. So he got a lot of exposure from this. So eventually he was fined for $3,000 um, 
for the Overwatch from the from Blizzard for the Overwatch League uh, events, as well as uh, kicked from the league. But hey, Jeez. he was kicked from the league, so he he was not he was no longer a professional player for the Overwatch League. But guess what? He already had a streaming career pretty much made. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and I he think makes a lot more money from <laughs> his uh, from his streaming career now than he would ever make from from being a professional Overwatch streamer uh, uh, player. Mm hmm. All right. Well, fair enough. Okay. Well, I mean, that makes a lot of sense then, because again, you have to find your niche and you have to exploit it mm -hmm. as much as possible to gain your fans. Like, admittedly, I haven't found mine just yet. First of all, I have to find games that I actually want to play and have people watch me play. And secondly, I have to figure out what would make it more appealing, aside from, you know, wearing, uh, whatchamacallit, low-cut shirts and giggling <laughs> at everything. Right. <laughs> so I mean, that's the easy way to go, although it doesn't guarantee success. I know, and that's... A, you I have mean, to make yourself ugh. a dumb bitch to actually go successful with that uh, apparel. I don't have time. I'm sorry, I'd rather, yeah. you know, validate my actual intelligence. Hmm. I agree. Disclaimer? Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, disclaimer. I'm not saying that all female streamers do this. So let me start oh, off. Oh, absolutely not. Let absolutely me, I not. Just, just to make sure people Those understand. that are exposing their bodies... So you, you are boo -boo? a girl. Do you boo-boo? You are a girl, okay? So mm -hmm. you must have heard about the vocal fry, correct? the hell is that vocal fries when girls are girls are talking like this oh, and every fun. at the end of every sentence they kind of do like this yeah i hate that i no i mean i legitimately like that really is that grates on my ears and it makes me very very okay cringy. So, i can't listen to that so if you go through the female twitch streamers okay that legitimately do the thing that you just said with mm. the low-cut shirts and stuff like that. I can guarantee you that about 75 to 80% of them do that sort of shit. The vocal oh, fry. I don't have time for that. It is, it, if you Google vocal fry, you will see that it's an actual thing. <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. I don't have time. So, no, it's, it's, it's nothing like it, it's even on the Wikipedia or something. So, it's, it's nothing like that. It's, it's an actual thing for women to do but it's it's not it's it's forced it's not natural it's like it, it's you're not supposed to talk like this you're supposed to talk like this like a normal human being <laughs> like but when you talk like this being. oh my god oh stop it's so horrible <laughs> it's because i realize i don't know what that is or why that became something that's so popular like i enjoy speaking and having proper diction and just basically i want you to know that i know what i'm talking about so i'm not going to phrase everything like it's a question i'm not going to elongate the ends of my sentences unnecessarily another thing that irritates me is the is the dangling so and that, that's basically when someone's talking to you and they end the sentence with so to kind of highlight that they assume you know what they're talking about. 
Oh. And it's like, also a contra. Oh, have a, you heard about that? It's uh, a condescending so, remark too. Yeah. So, it's really freaking, it, uh, it's another pet peeve of mine. I hate it when I'm talking to someone and they say, yeah, I got all this paperwork done and, you know, I am I have a holiday to next week, so <laughs> what the fuck does that, so what? What, you're going to go jump into the ocean? You got your work done on time? What the hell do you, what are you talking about? And then, <laughs> oh God, oh, I stare at them. I stare at people. And I'm like, basically, okay. they don't finish the sentence. But what, when they say so, you should acknowledge my sentence. That's I think that's what they're trying to say. Oh, my God. It's frustrating because it's a condescending thing. It's kind of like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I really don't. I mean, if you want me to fill in the blanks, I will. But you're going to go sit on your ass somewhere, sit on your thumb. That's what you're going to do. Is that what you <laughs> want me to think? Because that's what I'm thinking. Like communicate shit oh i hate that there's a lot of like dumb ways of communication that's true but basically i'm on a wikipedia for the vocal fry register <clears throat> and the vocal fry register also known as pulse register laryngealization pulse phonation creak croak popcorning glottal fry glottal rattle glottal or groat glottal i don't know how to pronounce that Girl scrape or straw bass <laughs> is the lowest vocal register and is produced through a loose glottal closure. It's Oof. two T's, so I'm assuming it's like towel. Glottal? Yeah, glottal. Okay. Is it, is it glottal? I think it's glottal. Yeah. Glottal. Oh, glottal. <laughs> right. Yeah, it makes sense. Glottal closure that permits air to bubble through slowly with a popping or rattling sound of a very low frequency. <sighs> During this phonation, the arytenoid yeah, cartilages in the larynx are drawn together, which causes the vocal folds to compress rather tightly and become relatively slack and compact. This process forms a large and irregularly vibrating mass within the vocal folds that produces the characteristic low popping or rattling sound when air passes through the glottal closure. The register, if well controlled, can extend far below the modal voice register, in some cases up to eight octaves lower, such as in the case of Tim Storms, who holds the world record for lowest frequency note ever produced by a human. A G7, which is only 0.189 hertz, inaudible to the human ear. My God! So you just um, went, you broke it down scientifically. <laughs> it's it's on the Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, good but, lord. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I get so mad when I hear that because it's it's unnecessary, and I don't know anyone who speaks like that naturally. I think that's what really pisses me off. Is mm -hmm. like you know in psychology. Uh, you can tell when someone likes you because of the change in their vo voice and tonality. So if a lady mm -hmm. likes you, in many cases, her voice will get higher and softer. And then if a guy likes you, he'll add more bass to his tone uh, to sound, mm -hmm. I guess, more masculine or you know, sultry. And it's done subconsciously or unconsciously. Yeah, unconsciously. So that's why I get really frustrated when I hear these people speak because I'm like, what? Why? There's no real reason for you to sound that way because A, it's not attractive. B, it's not sexy. And C, it just doesn't make sense. There's no reason for it. You don't, you're changing See, up your voice for what? 
But the thing is, there's this particular girl, girl called Linity, and she was in a whole predicament with PewDiePie, right? And basically, PewDiePie, as you know, PewDiePie is very popular and stuff. And he made a video, which basically he used at some point when he was watching clips from Twitch. Oh yeah, I remember the video. He was basically doing a video with one of those eye thingies, right? Uh, an eye tracker. So he was doing a video with an eye tracker and he was watching Twitch, cli uh, Twitch clips from female streamers. <laughs> oh my god, I typically just dance on cleavages and yeah. very short skirts or very tight, you know, leggings and stuff like that. So basically, he was just trying to prove that he was not going to look at those areas. And eventually, at some point, he used the word thought on one of these clips. Oh boy. And Alinity which has often been considered to be one of these thoughts by many communities, she felt <laughs> offended and she tried to copyright the video because her name is used. Um, so basically this went with with the whole predicament, etc, etc, back and forth. So basically PewDiePie would make a video, Alinity responded to that video and yada 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 yada. So basically, you have one video where Alinity is using this vocal fry, right? And it, it literally, when she asks to be uh, to copyright the video from PewDiePie, she can you can we copyright PewDiePie? It's like holy shit, woman, what are you doing? And then there's this, and then there's this apologetic video from her saying that, hey, you know what, uh, I actually didn't mean to do that and stuff like that, uh, yada, 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 yada. She's talking like a normal human being. She's talking with her normal, natural voice. Right? And it's like, okay, so why are you talking like that when you're not doing that fucking voice, I know. woman? So that's, oh, I can't stand it. It's just one of, that's, I, that's what I mean. Like, there's, there are certain voices you use for different situations. And mainly, yes, indeed, there you are. <laughs> it's mainly to achieve some kind of goal. But is I want to know is yeah, there a demographic that? <laughs> is there a demographic that finds vocal frying attractive? Like, how I this... do not think so. Well, then why is it done? Like, what? Where did this I don't know? Come from? I I legitimately don't know. I have no idea. Like. Why is it even a thing? I don't I mean, know. I guess for musical purposes, as I mentioned from the Wikipedia, there might be some usage for that sort of stuff. Oh, God. Right? Just like there are the those, um, I think it's Oriental. The Asian part of the world is Oriental, well, right? Oh, no. Not anymore. That's an outdated terminology. <laughs> It's just, uh, just Asian. Oh, or well, Eastern. no, but there's Asian the there's Eastern. the there's the music type. There's Oriental music and there's Occidental music. Okay, okay. And I think they belong to Oriental music. Okay. This Oriental culture. I'm I might be making a fool of myself here, <laughs> but I think so. <sighs> I just. However, say <laughs> there are these vocal uh, register type deals which basically they just use their throat 
Go like, yes, yes, I know. That's like, uh, you know what I mean? I Tibetan monks, I think, chant with that. Like throat singing is it's something. it's it's actually it's actually the origins for guttural uh vocals. Vocal, yeah, yeah. Cause I know some Native American groups um throat sing like that. Like it's it's yeah. a guttural sound and it it's fascinating. Like it's ah, it's where it. it's where death metal vocals actually came Originated. from, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so uh, but obviously the throat singing it, it's done it, by inhaling and the death metal vocals the guttural that i know um for, for death metal is done by exhaling although you can do like you know sort of like that which is <laughs> yeah. also inhaling but typically it's done by exhaling um the oxygen i see but it is it is interesting yeah hmm. Okay, I like, I like. But, okay, so one thing that I'm guessing is the guest is not going to be the here by now. Oh boy. At this point, which, I mean, is okay. Maybe there's another opportunity, if we want. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, basically, so what, what, what else do you, I've been just throwing topics uh, to the table, is there anything uh, anything that you particularly want to talk about? Hmm. Let me think. Nah. Well, off the top of my head, um, in October, our, actually, a thing that I found on Facebook was a list of different holidays that are celebrated, like um, like nationally and internationally in um what is it each hall each month has every day there's a national or international holiday that's celebrated and i'm trying to pull up the thing that i had on that because i've decided to start like posting every day concerning one of the things like for example um october 1st is international coffee day so i'll make a post about Mm. that and try to encourage people to like participate so i'm like hey guys today is international coffee day remember get your favorite cup and sip it up and then like um october 3rd is national boyfriend day so i'll make a post about that <laughs> like <laughs> like they're different holidays for every day of the month and this is for all months of the year and it's really cool it's fascinating so that's just a little side project that i've been doing to celebrate the month of october because waiting until October International 31st. Boyfriend Day? What yeah. the fuck is that? What is that for? It's like a commemoration, to a day to be like, hey, it's my boyfriend's day. Let's do something nice. Honestly, no. Why not every day? I know every day is good. No, but listen. So I believe my philosophy is that the reason we have holidays is a way to kind of break the monotony of our everyday lives. People get really wrapped up in going to work every day and then daily routines that sometimes we forget to do certain things. So for example, this is the reason we have Mother's Day and Father's Day, and Grandparents' Day and birthdays is a way to break the monotony Oof, and remind I us to what? I don't I don't celebrate birthday. My on my Facebook, my birthday is hidden. I feel so I don't it want, would be. I don't want anybody going like it's because if you don't like if you gave two fucks about me 
At any given time in life, once you knew about it, you would remember my birthday. I remember the birthdays of my best friends. Yes. I mean, I understand and completely agree But with that. If you don't give a fuck, I don't need Facebook to tell you, hey, it's this guy's birthday, go say something to them. Like, no, I don't need Facebook to do that shit. And I get it, people are wrapped up in a lot of stuff yeah. and stuff like that. But, there, you know, there's some people I don't give a fuck whether or not they give me a happy birthday or not. I'm, it's, it's just like blatant like that. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's so nice to get a happy birthday from me. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you don't know me, if you're just on my fan, just on my friends list on Facebook just because, I don't know, some fucking reason, just because uh, you added me because I was in a band or some shit, and you don't know me, you've never talked to me on chat or anything, right? And I, I'm yeah. a hypocrite because I do that a lot. I add a lot of hot women in on Facebook and I never say uh -huh. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a hypocrite, I admit it, but I don't care about some random ass dude you go like, happy birthday, like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm older, so what, dude, fuck, I get it, I'm older, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> See, and that's a, that's a personal preference. Like, I know a bunch of people uh, that don't like holidays for that reason, too, because they're like, why do I need to wait for a holiday to celebrate your birthday or to show you that I appreciate you? I get it. Many holidays were constructed as a way of getting money from people, like Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's Day is a capitalist holiday in that they want you to spend money on buying things for people. And I get Speaking it. Speaking of Valentine's Day, uh -huh. uh, I don't know if it was just dice or did you know also about Murahar? What's that? Uh, some ordinary gamers on YouTube. Motorhar, no. Okay, so it's a it's a YouTube channel called Some Ordinary Gamers, and the guy that does the YouTube channel is Motorhar. It's Mudahar. it's probably a nickname that he picked for himself. Mm -hmm. But basically, he does on every Sunday he does these deep web browsing videos. Oh jeez. Right? And last week he found one which is called Steak and BJ's or something like that. What the hell? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh! Oh, oh god. And okay. it's supposed to be a Valentine's Day for men, where yeah. basically the women appreciate their boyfriends by giving them steak and oh, beach. For, for goodness sake. Oh my god. This is supposed to be during March. So basically, what he brings up, and which is what I agree with, what, what he brings up. Because after he found that website was, okay, but isn't Valentine's Day supposed to be for both? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But it's turned into a holiday where it's mainly for women. Like, don't you hear about, you don't hear about too many stories of women actually, like, treating their guy when it comes to Valentine's Day. It's all about buying the woman flowers and chocolates. Yeah, and, like, exactly. romancing her. And I get it, but... See, I, as you know, I am an equal opportunity provider. So I believe in, you know, a give and take here. I believe that men should be pampered. Let them know. Tell them they're beautiful or handsome or whatever they want to hear or be known as. Any chance you I get. I just want to be told I'm good at games. There and we voice go. Acting and stuff. I mean, I also mean it. Like, <laughs> be genuine when you give these compliments, but don't be. No, I don't care. Just, I'm, just say I'm good at games, women. 
mean, it's, I, I believe that. Like if it, for example, I try to do what I can for my significant other by like paying attention to what he likes and then trying to, you know, make sure things Tell happen. Tom is good at games. Yeah, he is good at games. So I sit and I watch him play games because that's actually <laughs> right. something I enjoy watching. I play games too, but I like watching when he plays games. So we'll sit together and play video games. That's fun for me. I enjoy that. And he enjoys it too. So, I mean, it's something we do together. And these mm. are things that I like to encourage, not just a one or the other kind of situation. I think that's just weird. Again, I don't like it. It doesn't have to be. I mean, romance shouldn't be like a, a thing by done by two people. Like, okay, the guy romances the girl, but the girl kind of replies back with some romance or some shit. I don't know. Is see these 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 terms, these human construct terms. I most a lot of times I don't get them. Mm-hmm. Like talent, I don't understand talent. What is talent? So you you were born a guitar player? Like is is that what it is? No. Or you're, you're born you're, natural with a natural inclination to something. So for example, some people can hold a note better than someone else. So they are talented in that they can do this without any real effort. And then they kind of just hone that skill as opposed to someone who has to work really hard at it. I, I doubt that. I very much doubt that they can do it without effort. No, I mean, like, or do you know what I mean? With less effort. Like someone who just, if you give them a C note or something and they're able to do it immediately without any prior training, you're just like, you play the note for them. No, and they, they do must it by have ear. some sort of training. Or if not specific training done by them, training by listening to somebody doing it yeah no that's what i I don't believe you just i don't believe a human being just uh, like you are born and you have never had any sort of like like uh, you were never involved with for example playing guitar your parents Mm -hmm. never played guitar your grandparents never played guitar your uncle like no one in your family ever played guitar and all of a sudden you're a kid that just like boom you're you're a talent guitar player like no no you you don't just pick up a guitar and start playing that no. that doesn't exist no i don't you mean you can like... however dedicate be very dedicated and be very motivated to become a good guitar player and then you become a very good guitar player but that mm-hmm. doesn't have to do with fucking talents uh, when i, don't I believe say talent, in talent i mean being able to pick up something quicker than other people so you know how some okay. people need more time and, and effort and training to mold what they have, where some people can just kind of pick it up faster mm. or just be more adept at it. So that's what I mean by someone who is a talented vocalist or a talented musician. It's yeah, not so much... I, well, mm-hmm. Again, I don't believe that's talent. I just believe it's like a human trait that's not talent. Okay. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay. It's it's like for example luck. I don't believe in luck or mm-hmm. unluck. Okay. I don't believe that. There are chances, okay? Once you like for example, once you go to the casino, right? Mm-hmm. And you uh, go to a slot machine, and you hit the little thing, the lever, like that thing fucking starts going. Now, as that thing goes, there are chances of you winning or losing, right? Yeah. Obviously, once you're in a casino and the fucking machine is programmed to make you lose, basically you have like 20% chances, hypothetically speaking, of course, but you have like 20% chances of, of winning and 80% chances of losing. 
right? Yeah. So once you lose, you say, oh, I'm so unlucky. Once you win, oh, I'm so lucky. But, I mean, technically those are just words to describe, well, you just had 20% chances of winning and you had 80% chances of losing. So, I mean, of course, technically, yeah, you are unlucky because you had 80% chances of losing. It's like it's a massive number compared to 20%. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. I'm just I'm just going way overboard with my complexity about this sort of shit. But it's just like I'm this type of guy. I'm the type of guy that's like I don't believe talent. I don't believe luck. I don't believe any of that shit. I'm just like I don't even believe love. I believe we as human beings feel attracted to each other on account of our reproduction sort of like hormones and shit like that and i believe that also a human being that are that is with another human being is basically like a it creates sort of like a, an addict an addiction effect mm. okay. can you see that yeah no i can see it so basically this 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 word that we call love and this feeling that we call love is basically you are addicted to the presence of another person because this person makes you feel good yeah oh yeah no there there are a lot of studies that show that love is a construct that is basically compiled of a biological firing of chemicals and hormones that's right. basically all love is in the scientific community because you can actually manufacture love or orchestrate a scenario in which someone could feel love by releasing serotonin and dopamine and all that in someone's brain. It's possible. You can essentially make someone fall in love if you have the right ingredients. It, mm -hmm. It's very disheartening to think of it that way because we like to romanticize <laughs> things. And I get it. I mean, in my nihilist... <laughs> perspective of the world at times i understand it but sometimes i do like to go along with the fantasy of it because hey you know what live your life have fun <laughs> yeah nothing against that i mean that's again that's a personal preference for me i just like to question everything because i'm an idiot like that i'm an <laughs> asshole more no, not an idiot i'm an asshole i like to question things like if somebody tells me i just did that they go like why but what did what exactly did you get out of it? How did you do it? Uh, mm -hmm. How was the process? Like, and also, like, even not for people, but for materialistic stuff as well. I'm always thinking about that sort of shit. Like, I'll look at this microphone in my in front of my face, and I'm like, "How the fuck was this thing made? Like, how was the process of creating this? How was it designed? How was it engineered? How did they create the parts for it? How did they put it together? What about the cable? What about the shock mount? What about the arm? What about my webcam? It's like I'm always questioning everything, dude. It's like fucking crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like a, a gift or a curse. <laughs> It can be a curse sometimes because the magic of the world dissipates before your eyes when you start to question everything. It's hard to really enjoy things. Like, oh my god. Actually, like this guy I used to date was in the film industry. And I love movies. Like, just the movie magic is one of the best things for me when I go to see a film. So I went we went to the movies together and because he's okay, in the Okay, I industry, see where this is going. Yeah, because he's in the <laughs> yeah, industry. Yeah, I would be that guy as well. <laughs> he would tell me, oh, yeah, well, you see this shot, you know, the camera's at this angle with this, you know, microphone here. And this is how I'm like, I don't fucking care. Shut up. 
I just want to enjoy the movie. Stop. <laughs> like it was. I cool. wouldn't. I oh. wouldn't go as far as to like try to explain, but I would just keep it to myself and be like, <sighs> okay, how the fuck did that happen? How did they do that? How is she? crawling up walls and shit like that so you know are how they using go? like uh are they using the floor as the wall and she's crawling up that and stuff like how is this done man i want to know you know so like so you know how you you go to the to different events to kind of share the experience with someone as we're in the movie theater i'm looking at him like to the side, kind of like, wow, you know, looking at him for validation, like, yeah, this is so cool. Look at that scene. Isn't that great? And his face is stoic. And like, sometimes he'll just frown or make a sound like, oh. and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> this movie is not bad. I'm confused why you're not entertained by this. And then afterward, he would explain to me what was going on. And I'm like, well, okay, if you put it that way, of course it's not, you know, impressive or, or entertaining but damn at least appreciate I, the movie I, for I what mean, it I was can see, I can see your side and I can see his side so your side you're just trying to enjoy life and you know fuck the facts and let's just go for you know let's not think for once and his side is completely the opposite it's like well I mean I work on this industry I know everything about this shit I study this so you know I'm, I'm just like I know what's happening there but listen, mm -hmm. it's exactly like the same thing. For example, when before becoming or before trying to become like an actual voice actor and, and you know, voiceover artist, I would watch cartoons and be completely stoked and shit. And nowadays I'm watching cartoons and I'm trying to replicate the fucking voices. Mm, I know. And it's fun. <laughs> like, that's the fun part is trying. It's Yeah, but like I'm, I'm always like I could do better than that guy. God damn. Why am I not hired? <laughs> you know? Exactly. You're like, oh, I used to think that too. Like when I would watch TV shows and I'm like, oh yeah, I can totally do that. And then I would try it and like, well, fuck, this is harder than I thought. Maybe not. Oh, but I don't, I don't do that. I, I actually, I, I could actually do better than them. So oh. that's the, yeah. I try, I, I try to replicate. I try to do like the, 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 dialect that they have and everything and actually do it better and i yeah could do it better so f fucking hire me cunts okay. oh my god oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah cunt is a bad word in america isn't it oh yes it is <laughs> okay yes, it is. In, in england it's like you know when oh, yeah, i was that's... in england i was like cunt here cunt there oi cunt how you doing mate see you know um, um, America's bitch is everybody else's cunt. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. But America's what? Bitch is everybody else's cunt. Like, we throw the word bitch around any chance we get. Oh, yeah. But if you call someone a cunt, they're just like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, wait, what? Okay, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's the same thing for every country. Uh, over here, for example, uh, I would, okay. So, I mean, obviously there are certain people that don't like, I mean, I, I guess if, if you're in America and if, if you call some random dude in the middle of the street a bitch, like, he's not going to like it. He's oh, going to no. like, what the he's fuck? Like, yeah, he's like, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, here, for example, there's the motherfucker, right? Yeah. And basically, it's like... 
okay, if you call someone that you know and you, you're kind of like inside humor a motherfucker, they're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker, go fuck yourself too, you motherfucking piece of shit. Like, all <laughs> right, dude, <laughs> we're friends, it's all good. It's all familiarity, though. Like, you, you only do that around people you know. If you yeah, just yeah, come yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. face and say some shit like that to someone you don't know, obviously it's going to be like, who, who are you talking exactly. to? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just I mean, it makes... It makes a lot of sense. Like you don't, you, you don't know me, and you come over here and you're calling me a motherfucker. What the fuck's wrong with you, right. piece of shit? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just imagining, like that's how people greet the greet each other, like in their friend circle. But goodness forbid you say that to somebody outside. That's like a fight immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's that's not necessarily a fight, but they would frown upon you and they would look you up, up and down, up and down twice or. Three times, like what? It's like you might want to rethink that phrase, son. Say, try <laughs> that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But hey, you know what? It's it, it was an interesting conversation. Unfortunately, our guest did not make it. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, tis what it is. As once said, very wisely in the great movie Monty Python. <laughs> Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so, any last words, Miss Nummer? Well, again, I'm going to reiterate, I love October, so this is going to be my favorite month, and I look forward to talking more about how much I enjoy the spooky time. Very well. I appreciate every single one of you who might listen to this podcast later uh, on Sunday or, or Monday. I don't know when this goes up. I'm going to get on producing it as soon as it's recorded. But we don't know because my internet sucks. So <laughs> it could be Sunday or Monday. Who knows? Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening to this podcast, every single one of you. If you are by this part over here by the end of the podcast and you haven't done it already subscribe to castbox.fm or any of the other platforms that you might listen to this on and follow as well like you can follow on spotify also if you have the time and if you would like to do so please leave a rating on itunes it, it helps a lot actually because when people go on itunes checking your podcast and there's like a little rank or a little rating to your podcast, like, oh, I hate these guys. Yeah, they only are so stuck up. Yeah, yeah. Or, wow, I listened to this podcast. It was very eye-opening. I actually enjoyed. Uh, they have great <laughs> voices and they talk very well. So I then they, they, you know. this in my private time. <laughs> wow, that's that's creepy. <laughs> well, it is a creepy month. That is creepy. Okay, uh, so thank you guys very much for listening, and uh, here I am, Apollyon, saying goodbye, and Miss Nummer. Farewell, all you spooky gals and guys. We'll speak with you next week.